Hello everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to The Week. This is your complete look at the week that was and the week that will be in Penrith and Surrounds. The Week can be heard every Saturday morning on Vintage FM in Penrith from 8am and also as a podcast on the Western Weekender website and social media from 9am on Saturdays. We're also on iTunes. Simply search Western Weekender and you'll find the latest episode. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episode as soon as it lands. And why not leave us a rating so as many people as possible can find out about the week. You can also download the podcast too on Podcast Addict, particularly if you're on a Samsung or Android phone. We want some feedback from you as well. You can email us theweek at westernweekender.com.au if you'd like to tell us what you like and don't like about the week. Here at the week, we want to keep you informed about what's happening in the city where we live, work and play. We will do that today with members of the Western Weekender newsroom. Nathan Taylor will join us, Emily Newton and Kate Reed as well. Don't forget that the Western Weekender print edition is out every Friday, including your Gloss Property magazine, Western Property. You can also view the digital editions and all the latest breaking news at westernweekender.com.au or follow us, of course, on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Meanwhile, Vintage FM plays the music you grew up with and you can listen on your radio or, of course, jump on to vintagefm.com.au. Let's get the week underway. Have you eaten at Jaeger House yet? Uh, great restaurant. Kids eat free Monday and Tuesday. Why celebrate Oktoberfest once a year when you can do it all year round with authentic German cuisine and true European beers on tap? Jaeger House is located at 122 Station Street, Penrith, opposite the Penrith Paceway. Open for dinner every day except Wednesday and open for lunch Friday, Saturday and Sunday. If you'd like to make a booking, 4721-7717. Let's have a look at some of the stories that caught our eye this week. And look, this one always gets people talking when a story like this pops up. We reported on this in the Western Weekend of this week. It's on page 7 about a local couple who so far spent $30,000 in an effort to save their little puppy Hunter who's uh, got some issues in terms of his health. Now they're saying that uh, all the vets are saying he's certainly not in pain but he is needing this constant medication and treatment to stay alive. They've moved out of their home back in with family and they want to keep him alive the $30,000 effort. Now there is a bit of a GoFundMe campaign happening to try and help Hunter as well. These guys are just absolute dog lovers and uh, they don't want to see Hunter suffer they want to make sure that he's getting the best life possible. But it's, uh, look, it certainly raises your interest, doesn't it? How much would you spend to keep your pet alive? Because we do confront this at different times in our lives. And depending where you're at financially, you kind of got to make a decision on it. Uh, have a read of that story on page 17, and we'd love your feedback. What would you do in that situation? Let us know by emailing theweek at westernweekender.com.au or send us a tweet to WW Penrith. Now, of course, the HSC is underway at the moment. Uh, about 70,000 New South Wales students heading into the second week of the HSC next week. The first week's out of the way. Uh, we've got the maths test coming up. English was last week. So if you've got someone doing the HSC, just stand clear of them at the moment. Let them just get through it uh, because it can be a pretty difficult and stressful time. Um, look, the state government these days, the education minister, actually, Rob Stokes, he's quite happy to come out and say, look, just remember, this is just an 
online exam. And I think we do have to remember that. We can put a lot of pressure on people doing the HSC that this is the be-all and end-all. In most cases, it isn't. And I think we need to be aware of that. And look, the other story that um, I think is of interest this week, particularly as we head towards the Melbourne Cup, it is Gambling Awareness Week, Responsible Gambling Awareness Week. And it's happening from the 23rd of October until the 29th. And the week aims to get the 65% of New South Wales adults who gamble to think carefully about their limits whenever they have a bet. And as I mentioned, the Melbourne Cup coming up. So that's uh, one of the reasons why they want us to think about this. So you'll see a lot of stuff around town uh, over the next week or so, really promoting that Responsible Gambling Awareness Week. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Emily Newton is here. Hello, Emily. Hello, Troy. Now, this week uh, you wrote a piece about um, pretty extraordinary figures, actually, about the number of guns that are registered in all of the suburbs across the Penrith LGA. And I reckon before this story, if you went and asked people how many guns they thought might be in their postcode, they might not have come up with the figures that um, that you have. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of us, uh, we're very aware Australia's got tight gun laws, and that's a good thing. Um, But I learnt a lot this week doing this story, and, and figuring out how many there are just in each of our suburbs. So um, the data, which was uh, released through the Greens, thanks to Police Freedom of Information, um, we have found some really alarming statistics. So in 2750... There are 3,136 registered firearms. Mm, that's, a, that's a huge number. But I guess one of the other big things was you went through all the suburbs and found the most number of guns owned by one person. Yeah, that's right. So this one probably took the cake with the most surprising figure for me. So in 2745, someone has 144 guns registered to their name. And this is, uh, of course, the area that covers Glenmore Park, Ludnam, Morgoa, uh, Wallachia, Regionville. Yeah, that's right. So, so somewhere there. It's something you wouldn't necessarily expect from that area as well. It, it's quite a nice new area, um, and that's a lot of guns for one person to have. And important to point out, too, that this, um, well, we think these figures, according to the Greens anyway, they exclude collectors. So Yes, that's right. So yeah. I, I did talk to um, Mr. Johnson from the Nepean Hunters um, in here, and he said he disputes that. He doesn't think that that's the case. There's no way that they would know whether someone's a collector or not, but... Mm. It's hard to say. There's not really much more that we can go on. All right. Well, it makes for interesting and uh, perhaps frightening reading as well. People can read that in the Western Weekender this week. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, Trey. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time for Saturday Real Estate on the Week. Now, I just want to tell you that the Western Weekend around our Western Property Magazine are sponsors of the Property Buyer Expo. Uh, now, this expo is uh, happening today, and uh, it actually launched yesterday, finishing up tomorrow. So it's a three-day event. You can discover all the growth areas, the hot spots, how to economy-proof your investments, how to profit from renovation, update on tax depreciation as well, strategies for new home buyers, alternative property investment strategies, and double-digit yields, how to get it and where. It's the Property Buyer Expo. It's at ICC Sydney until the 22nd of October. And I'm going to give you a hint. If you want to go along, you can get a free three-day pass valued at $50. Just use the promo code WESTON uh, when you buy your tickets from propertybuyerexpo.com.au. Propertybuyerexpo.com.au. Use the code word WESTON, and that's how you get there. And if you are there... Make sure you come and say hello. We've got Chris, Daniel, Catherine, our whole team are there at the Property Buyer Expo. So come and say hello to them and uh, make sure that you um, grab a couple of little gifts that we've got for you. If you go to the Property Buyer Expo, we've got you covered. We've got um, some great little uh, toys and whatnot for you. So come along and check us out there. Now, House of the Week, 
is an ideal first home. It is 29 Tarabundi Drive in Glenmore Park. It is on the market for 699000 through 729000 Four bedrooms, two bathrooms, two car spots. It is open for inspection tomorrow, Sunday the 22nd of October from midday through until 12.30. Uh, the home located within walking distance to schools, parks and the shopping centre. It also is uh, freshly painted, new carpet throughout as well. The home would be ideal for first home buyers or investors. Of course, Glenmore Park, a very family-oriented community. We all know the great area of Glenmore Park. So this is 29 Tarabundi Drive in Glenmore Park. Four bedroom, two bathroom, two car spots. If you'd like some more details, make sure you contact Glenmore Park Realty on 4733-1222. Or of course, don't forget that open house tomorrow, Sunday the 22nd of October from 12 till 12.30pm. Don't forget your Western Property Magazine. It is gloss. It comes every week with your Western Weekender, delivered to more homes than any other local real estate guide. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now, Nathan Taylor's here. G'day, Nathan. G'day, Troy. Now, big night tonight, of course, the first of the Sydney Derbies for the year in the A-League. The Western Sydney Wanderers up against Sydney FC should be a great game. Yeah, that's right. Both sides have had a really strong start to the season. Sydney FC have won both their games, and the Western Sydney Wanderers have won one, lost one. So uh, one side could lose a game uh, tonight um, down at Allianz Stadium. It's going to be a cracker. Now, it seems like the Sydney Derby has always favoured Sydney FC, although the Wanderers mm. won the last encounter. Yeah, that's right. Over the years, Sydney FC well and truly have had the wood over them. Uh, but yeah, last February in the final Sydney Derby that they played, uh, the Wanderers managed to get up 1-0. So who knows, maybe with uh, Hayden Fox at the helm, the Wanderers will have some better luck against Graham Arnold's men. Well, even though they haven't set the world on fire, the Wanderers, it is their best start to a season, I think, ever. Um, their, their first couple of weeks. That's right. Maybe, maybe it's a coincidence that there's a new coach <laughs> at the helm or they actually have put together a really good side this time. I'm not sure what, what the reason is, but yeah, it's been a great start from the Wanderers and they're, they're up in the top four at the moment and hopefully they can continue winning. Well, as you do with all the Wanderers games, you'll be out there, of course, at Allianz Stadium, but uh, for those not, it's on Fox Sports tonight. Uh, the Wanderers up against Sydney FC. And uh, just while we're on soccer too, um, you did a story this week, uh, summer football really taking off. Yeah, the so there's a there's a summer football uh, program run by the Nepean Football Association down at Jamison Park and also up in the mountains as well, uh, run by a great man called Graham Chapman. Mm. And uh, yeah, he runs that a few nights a week and uh, it grew from 200 players a couple of years ago and it's now got 1,600 players. So if you're interested in playing six-a-side soccer, then get down to Jamison Park and you can uh, have a game. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Nathan Taylor's still here. And Nathan, a bit of rugby league news about. Rugby league never rests in the off-season. We start with, of course, Garth Brennan, the uh, reserve-grade premiership-winning coach. He's found himself an NRL gig. Yes, he uh, got announced the other day as the new coach of the Gold Coast Titans. He was certainly in the mix there. But, um, yeah, he he had a meeting earlier in the week with their their boss, Graham Annesley, and looks like he uh, he won out. And, um, yeah, he's finally got an NRL coaching gig. Terrific terrific resume at the Panthers. Three premierships, um, Holden Cup, New South Wales Cup title, the recent state championship. So he certainly well and truly did his uh, rugby league apprenticeship, as they say, and uh, he's a deserved appointment for the Titans. Of course, uh, the big question will be how is uh, Garth going to handle Jared Hayne? 
Well, they asked him that in the uh, in the press conference, and they said, "Are you going to treat all the, uh, any players any differently?" And he said that he would. He said that he wouldn't call them. You know, they're all the same. He said some players you do have to treat differently, and mm. I guess he's probably referring to Hayne that, that some players do need a bit bit more looking after and a bit of a cuddle. So I think Garth will be the right man to um, keep Hayne in line. That's for sure. All right. Now, also the NRL draw was released. Now yes. it's hard to believe the NRL could do something right because we seem to be <laughs> always thinking that they're doing something wrong, but universally, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of uh, of Penrith in just a moment, but uh, universally seems to be a fair bit of support for mm. uh, the NRL draw. They seem to have got this one right. Yeah, look, and they got it out really early as well. I mean, the grand final's only a couple of weeks ago, and we don't have mm. to wait to December to get a draw. But yeah, it's a, it's a great um, it's a great draw that got released. I think there's a few things that, that Penrith fans can look forward to. But um, yeah, I think by most reports online and over Twitter, that everyone's pretty happy with it. I think um, it just shows you how much pull the broadcasters mm. had that we we were ended up getting the draw in November. One year it came out in December. Yeah, um, just showed you how much pull the broadcasters actually had when it came to scheduling the matches. Well, that's right, but they. They do pay the the money for it, so I guess that they want the best product uh, on their television and on their channel. So I can't fault them for that. But yeah, the NRL taking over it has certainly um, made a more of a positive impact. That's for sure. All right, we can view the draw, of course, at nrl.com or Penrith schedule at westernweekender.com.au. Now the draw uh, is interesting for the Panthers because it opens with a blockbuster: the Panthers mm. and the Eels. Penrith at home for the first two weeks of the season, which is good news. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a great start to the year for fans to get out into to Penrith Stadium watch a game. I think this year we didn't have any games at the start of the year. So, uh, yeah, it's really good to see uh, two Penrith games first up. But, um, yeah, Parramatta, there was no Parramatta Eels game last season um, out at Penrith. So it'll be good for fans to get out to that one. And, I mean, if it's it's a great day and great weather, I can't see why that can't push to 20,000 fans out there. Well, the NRL's responded by scheduling Penrith Para <laughs> twice in five weeks. They must be excited uh, <laughs> about this, this, this Western Sydney battle for sure. That's right. Now, uh, some of the other interesting things this year, for the first time, the Panthers are taking the Cowboys to Bathurst. Yeah, the last couple of years they've had the Raiders down there. But, um, yeah, they bring the North Queensland Cowboys, who are just in the grand final, to Bathurst with Jonathan Thurston, Jason Tamalolo, so that'll be an epic encounter, but I do have one little yeah, problem you with aren't, it. you aren't happy about this? What's the issue? <laughs> well, every year they've um, scheduled this Bathurst game on a Saturday. Great for, for fans to head out there. You've got the whole day to, to spend in Bathurst, drive out in the morning, you arrive in the afternoon, boom, game time. Do, this, some, go- do some panning for gold. We've done, I've done some panning for gold, that's right. Drive around the Mount Panorama track, but uh, I won't be doing that this year because the NRL have decided to schedule this game on a Friday night, which is going to make it very difficult for fans out in Penrith, while you finish work at 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, to drive out, to bother to drive out to Bathurst to watch this one. Look, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think this game will sell out anyway. Um, JT, yeah, JT coming to Bathurst will be, I think, probably the best publicity this match has ever had in Bathurst. The, uh, the locals and those around there, they'll be out in force at this one. It'll sell out. Here we go. It'll sell out quicker than any other previous Bathurst match. Okay, it might sell out, but what about the tourism that local Penrith fans that go out there bring to the to the town? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as big as the Bathurst weekend in Mount Panorama, that, that game out in Carrington Park. Well, you've got plenty of annual leave. You can have a... <laughs> You can have an annual leave. The day. hotels, the, 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 the gold panning, well, there's plenty of business because we can't go out there. But. Well, let's uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> eh? Now, we should point out only 25 rounds this year and there is a September grand final. September grand final, yeah, for the first time. I can't, I can't remember when the last time mm. was a September grand final. So, yeah, that'll be different. But, yeah, 25 rounds, only one bye for, for every team this year. There is a bit of a break mid-season for a standalone origin game. So... There will be a couple of weeks off for, for teams, but um, yeah, officially only one buy. Yeah, absolutely. And also we should point out too that uh, 
the Panthers this year play eleven Friday night games, which is um, which is pretty massive. Yeah, that's right. It'd be great to, to finish work on a on a Friday and head straight down to uh, Panthers Stadium, as it'll be known or, or next Bathurst. year. Or Bathurst, if we uh, if we can be bothered, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a great uh, event. Friday night footy is always always a big occasion. Crowds might be a little bit down because people might not be bothered; they might want to watch it at home. But um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess it's a good thing because Panthers will be on many Channel Nine games, and no doubt there's there's lots of Channel Nine fans <laughs> wanting to see the Panthers uh, on screen. Of course, and every game simulcast on Fox League as well. <laughs> so if you've got Fox Sports, you can watch that. All right, thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Joey. This is the Western Weekender. Time for our What's On segment. We have a look at things that are happening around town. And uh, look, Blue Mountains Musical Society's got the Little Mermaid. This will be great for the family, this one, uh, particularly for the little kids if you want to introduce them to the world of theatre. Uh, it actually opens tonight, the 21st of October, and runs through until the 5th of November at the Blue Mountains Theatre in Springwood. Tickets are on sale now, 4723-5050. Or, of course, you can jump online to the uh, Blue Mountains Musical Society website at www.bmms.com. But The Little Mermaid is on at the Blue Mountains Theatre. Blue Mountains Musical Society presenting this one from the 21st of October through to the 5th of November. So make sure you check that out. Also, make sure that you uh, have a look at Todd McKenney. Can you believe he's been doing Peter Allen for something like a decade now? Uh, in fact, more than that. I think it might be even double. That might be 20 years he's been doing Peter Allen. Um, quite incredible, really. Uh, he's at Rudy Hill RSL on Saturday, the 28th of October from 8pm. You can get your tickets 96774916. And Melinda Schneider, she's going to be singing uh, some of the great country songs. If you're a country music fan, this is also on Saturday, the 28th of October, happening at the Evanthe at Panthers. And of course, the big event of the weekend, one of the biggest events of the year, Music for Life, is happening tonight at Panthers. I uh, hope that goes well for everyone involved with what is a fantastic event every single year. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time for our Your Life segment. Kate Reed is here. Hi, Kate. Hey, Troy. Now, we're going to talk today about a pretty important topic, and that is food wastage, because I reckon plenty of us waste too much food. Yes, that's for sure. I'm sure we've all um, opened up the, you know, crisper of the fridge and found, you know, mouldy lettuce and things in mm. there. Um, so... There's a few different things that you can do at home to make sure that you are using the food that you buy. So firstly, start off with a plan. When you go to the grocery shop, have a list, know exactly what you need so you don't end up buying those unnecessary items. Yes, absolutely. Another thing to do is to go by the approach of first in, first out. So if you buy something, make sure you're using the thing that's got the soonest use by date first so that you're not going to open up the pantry and find that five-year-old jar of sauce that you've got to chuck out, um, making sure that you do be aware of what needs to be used and using that first. Yeah, because it is really important, isn't it, when you think about the uh, the amount of food that we probably waste uh, at home, at work, everywhere, the amount that you just you know open up the bin and chuck it in. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of homeless people and people that would really love that food. So we really want to make sure that we are using the food that we have um, and making the most of it. Um, another thing to um, to do is to be creative with your meals. So I'm sure we've all done it. We've found a recipe that looks amazing, but it's got all these ingredients that we don't generally use in our cooking. Mm. So we'll buy that you know bunch of coriander and it never gets used. So if you're going to do things like that, Try and think of other ways you can use those ingredients so you're not just using a little bit and throwing the rest of it out. Absolutely. All right, we can read more about that in The Weekender. Kate, thank you very much. Thanks, Trey. This is Vintage FM and The Western Weekender. If you are anything like me, you love going to Bunnings. 
But if you're also anything like me, you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, because I'll tell you what, um, I've really got no idea around the house. I just guess. I say, yeah, that needs to be watered today. Yes, lawn, lawn's mowed. Yeah, it looks long. I've really got no idea. Uh, but the good news is that Bunnings has these DIY workshops for adults to go along and kind of just learn. I think you can wear a mask along, so if you don't want your mates to know that you don't know what you're doing, you can do that. But let me tell you about some of the things they've got coming up. Uh, Saturday the 4th of November, they've got a workshop on kitchen, bathroom and laundry, so some of the things you can do there. On the 11th of November, it's outdoor entertaining and some of the things you can do in your outdoor area. 18th of November is gardening. I should probably go along to that one. I've got no idea what's a weed and what's a flower and all of that. Um, And the 25th of November is just a DIY workshop where they're going to really show you tips and tricks on how to do things DIY. So, look, uh, these workshops are on at 11am, 12.30 and 2pm on Saturdays, uh, the 4th of November, the 11th of November, the 18th of November and the 25th. It's all at the Bunnings Warehouse North Penrith. So why don't go along and uh, have a look. More details, of course, at bunnings.com.au. But uh, just go along. They'd love to see you there and help you out. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Uh, just before we go today, let you know the community is invited to have their say on a proposal to improve access and safety at Glenbrook by upgrading the Great Western Highway between Ross and Hare Streets. Uh, now, there's a $5 million Glenbrook intersection upgrade happening here, and the Roads and Maritime Services are pretty eager to get community feedback, which will help further develop the upgrade, which aims to improve road safety, reduce congestion, and support access for the area. So if you'd like some more details on this, you've got to go to rms.nsw.gov.au slash WSIP, or you can go to Blackstone Library or the Glenbrook Visitor Information Centre. Have a look at the plans and have uh, your view on what you might... Uh, I think it would improve that intersection, one that we all know, of course. Now, do you need a voiceover or a radio commercial on-hold message, maybe for Christmas or any other purpose? Contact Happy Hour Media today to arrange your affordable voiceover. Jump on to happyhourmedia.com.au. Well, that is it for this week's edition of The Week. Whether you listened on Vintage FM or caught up with the podcast on the Western Weekender website or social media or iTunes, thank you very much for listening. We'd love your feedback, of course. Email us at theweek at westernweekender.com.au. Don't forget the music you grew up with on Vintage FM and Penrith's leading local newspaper. The Western Weekender, out every Friday. See you next week on The Week. 